Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Blues, it happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway does not know my name And I don't care Low budget. Headed my way. Hope you're doing okay. Let's let's hear the hook right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Oh yes. Hope. Everybody is doing mighty fine, and I and I hope you gobbled till you wobbled. I think that's how I left it. Last time is that you needed to gobble until you daggum wobbled, and uh, that's what I did. And if you notice, I'm I'm layering up. You know, I'm layering up for the winter. Uh, your boy here. Uh, last year, those of you that are new to low budget live not so live we did a little something called the fat ass challenge last year where i lost some weight and that's coming up again this year so if you'd like to participate uh you can join in with that when we start that but uh i actually had a long conversation with the wife the triple threat marissa this weekend about uh probably needing to get back in some kind of shape been eating my feelings just a little bit just a little bit uh low budget live not so live brought to you by startron the amazing folks at startron Kicking ethanol in the teeth, making your boat look so good with Starbright cleaning products. Bringing you low budget live, not so live. There's so much to talk about tonight. Uh, it is Sunday, December 1st, but we'll call this the Monday, December 2nd episode of Low Budget Live, Not So Live. Very special guest on this episode that I'm just ecstatic. When, when I get a text that says LBL gets the exclusive from this guy, from this guy. Woo. I was pumped. I was pumped. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. But, um, 
Thank you so much. If this is your first time, welcome to the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill right here. And so uh, it, it's 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 so much so a, a low budget live bar and grill. We even have a special sign now. Check this out, my man Moose Bertu. That's how I'm going to say that. Moose is from uh, Oil Canada up there with them Johnson boys and Gussie and uh, Dave Mercer. I know four Canadians. Sorry, Moose. Five now. And uh, Moose sent me an email. I said, man, I need your address. I'm going to send you something really cool. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a whole post on this on the IG and Facebook so you can see this. But Moose uh, owns a sign company, and he made this. I don't want to hold it up because it's, uh, it's kind of in two pieces. I'm going to have it framed. But it is a silhouette of me fishing. It says LBL, low-budget live, bar and grill, low-budget live, not so live. has a butterfly on it, which uh, really got to me. If you follow along with the butterflies, uh, you know, my mom, Teresa, uh, and her butterfly love of butterflies. And uh, so very cool. Moose sent this, man. And uh, we're going to get it. We're going to get it hung up in here. But tonight I laid it on the low budget live bar and uh, very awesome. Goes right next to the Brandon Polnick butterfly here. And uh, another addition to the LBL bar, the Z train himself, Mr. Zona. Sent us this nice tumbler for Christmas. I mean, I'm waiting on on like a Bass Pro Shops gift card or something too. But thank you, buddy. I've already texted him. But but this is awesome. We got we got a little drink in there tonight. So yeah, we got all that out of the way. All right. Um, big thanks to all those people for being mighty fine, mighty fine folks. So hope your Thanksgiving was. Uh, was uneventful. The internet blew up before that, and we'll get to that. But uh, my Thanksgiving was uh, a roller coaster ride, as if you'll remember from the Scott Martin episode last week. We recorded right after I found out that my grandfather, my daddy Richard, um, had passed away, and we laid him to rest on Wednesday, day before Thanksgiving, and uh, in a beautiful uh, celebration of his life and. And I uh, got to spend a lot, a lot of time with family. I don't get to see a lot. Had my uncle come up from uh, Dothan, Alabama. I don't get to see a lot. Got to, got to spend some time. And and uh, you know, in 92 years of my my grandfather's life, there were a lot of stories. So it was it was cool to uh, to meet a lot of people that I didn't know that came through the funeral home and and uh, and to share stories with so many that that loved him like we loved him. And and he got an awesome uh, you know he was an he was an army veteran and a combat veteran and got a uh, you know of course a 21 gun salute and they played taps and everything and and uh, military funeral. And it, it was just really uh, it was the way he he was he loved his country. Um, as much as he loved his family, and it was a really cool way to uh, kind of close out the uh, the story that is Daddy Richard, Richard Peters. So very cool, very cool, and um, we're gonna miss him, ma'am. He's larger than life, and and like I said, to many people, he's was basically in my life. He was a superhero. I mean, he was a real life superhero, and I and I had so many. Um, family members that said, when I said that, they're like, you know, you're right. That's exactly what he was. He was my superhero and, and he was so, um, but you know, the holiday wasn't easy. Uh, This was obviously fresh off the heels of losing mom. This was the first Thanksgiving without, uh, without her and the first holiday. And, um, and, and, you know, we got a long, long, long ways to go on this thing. And it was, it was, uh, it was rough, but it was, we got to, we got, um, through it together and, and we got together over over at my dad's house, and 
and we uh, we cooked. You know, my dad cooked, and my my sister in law cooked, and my wife cooked, and and uh, more than enough food for an army, really. But uh, did that, and we got through it. You know, um, the the breaking point for me was my mom always made a dessert that. I really loved it. It was a four-layer dessert, and uh, my wife made that, and they surprised me with it. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool when, when things live on. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, Thanksgiving was good. Did, did uh, you know, spent a lot of time with family, spent a lot of time in the deer woods with my kids and, and uh, my buddy Big C from Low Budget Live, Big C, Corey. Corey came up and spent a couple of days up here deer hunting in the Tennessee woods and and uh, so Thanksgiving was good. It was good. We ended it this morning on an exclamation point. The deer hunting's been really good up here. And uh, lately, you know, really starting to get active. And, and around Thanksgiving's kind of when it goes down up here with the rut and everything. And I've got a deer that I've been chasing. And uh, I, I named him Field Goal, Field Goal Post. It's hard to say. But uh, really tall, big eight point, and he's kind of the boss on our farm a little bit, running all the other deer off, and and uh, just a nice mature deer, and and so I, I got a chance on on Thanksgiving morning, I saw him and couldn't get a shot, and then uh, again I didn't get to hunt on uh, Friday morning because the triple threat was shopping, so I stayed with the kids. Uh, went Friday afternoon, didn't see anything, and then Saturday morning Corey and I went, and uh, we both saw. FGP, as we so like to call him, Phil Post or Posty for all you Post Malone fans. But uh, we saw him, we both saw him, and I had him at like 50 yards, couldn't get a shot. Of course, rifle hunting. And, uh, and this morning, the craziest thing happened. So um, I'm in this stand that I've hunted a lot, and I actually had to trim some shooting lanes up in there yesterday because that's what kept me from getting a shot at this deer. And just me being lazy and not being as prepared as I should have been. And he came from a way that I didn't expect. So get in there today and, and, you know, 30 minutes before daylight and I'm there. Man, by 9 o'clock I haven't seen anything. And the wind was howling. And historically around here when the wind really blows, the deer don't move that much. So my dad and I are texting and Corey and I are texting. I said, you know, man, I think I'm going to get down on the ground. And I'm on the edge of this big holler and uh, big, you know, just huge. And I thought, you know, I might sneak to the edge of it. I don't have a stand there. I thought I'm going to sneak to the edge of it and just kind of, you know, sit on the ground and just kind of get out of the wind and whatever. And I swear with all I have, climb down out of the stand, go 50 yards off the into the woods behind me onto the edge of this. And I look up, this is five minutes. And here he comes <laughs> and he's just walking right at me and he doesn't see me. And, and I see his, I see his, his horns first and he comes over the hill and I'm just freaking out, man. And he gets to like 25 yards, which is just crazy with a big mature deer like that. And I had the wind on him and, um, and he knew something wasn't right. He saw me a little bit, you know, I'm freaking out. And luckily I got a shot off and, and, uh, and he and was able to take him. So Phil goalpost. Field goal post. That's hard to say. Hard to say. Kind of like uh, it's hard to kick it in between. Come on, Bama. Come on, Tennessee fan. Throwing some, throwing some salt in the wound. But uh, go Vols, by the way. Um, go Tigers if you're if you're an Auburn fan. Sorry, Alabama fans. 
listening to this. Um, but was able to take this deer. And the crazy thing about it, and it hit me this afternoon, hit me this afternoon. My granddad, all, this all will make sense in a second. My granddad, my daddy Richard, who killed one deer in his entire life. Entire life. I may have told this story last week. I can't remember if I did. Fast forward to this part. But he shot one deer in his entire life, and it was legendary to him and to us as kids, you know, and it was mounted. And it wasn't, wasn't that big of a deer. I'll post a picture right here. But it was a nine point, and he called it a nine spike. A nine spike. And he had this 30-30 rifle with iron sights. And that was very key to the story. And he was sitting on the ground, okay, next to a tree, which I was leaned up next to a tree, and this big buck comes up over the hill, and then it's this big dramatic deal, and he shoots it. When he shoots it, it almost runs into him, which almost happened to me today. This thing, when I shot it, comes right at me, turns at the last second. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, how could this happen and all that? And I'm just like, you know, sometimes stuff's just too, <laughs> just, just, just too weird, man. And and I've got my own nine spike story. Now it was an eight point that I killed, but it's the I killed the same way. This story, my and this will probably be my greatest deer hunting story to my kids or whatever, just because of the, how crazy it was. And so now I got that today, right? So thanks, Daddy Richard. <laughs> it's just insane, man. So hope your uh, hope your turkey day was good. Uh, we were. Uh, <laughs> I won't even read you the text I just got from tonight's guest, but uh, uh, ours was was more than we deserved. So thank you so much again for all the messages and support of this podcast, uh, this YouTube channel. Lots of stuff to come, but. Thank you for the kind words about my granddad and my mom and, and the prayers and the thoughts and the, just the, the well wishes and everything. It, it doesn't go unnoticed, and I, I know I'm delayed in getting back to everybody. i am just got a lot going on, and it was, um, it was awesome to see all the uh, comments about Daddy Richard on there and, and people sharing stories about their grandfathers, and that was, uh, that was really awesome for me, really, really, really awesome, so... All right, moving on. I've rambled long enough about non-bass fishing related topics here. And there's a lot to talk about in this bass fishing world. Big time. So we have two vacancies in the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. So BPT loses two giant giant names in the sport to absolute rock stars in the sport going back to the elite series in Gerald Swindle and Brandon Polnick. And they pick up two giants. They did. They picked up two giants, two good friends of mine, Brian Thrift and David Dudley, who I talked to uh, a good bit. Um, Thank the world of both of those guys competed against them on the FLW Tour, and they are indeed the real freaking deal. I said last year it was a shame that neither one of them got invited to the, um, hey, you're my buddy, you're in MLF, pack of wolves. Uh, you know, these guys are, are at the top of the sport. David Dudley's the all-time leading money winner on FLW. Brian Thrift's Brian Thrift. He's incredible. He's the best angler on planet Earth, in my opinion. Um I'll be interested to see how both of them do in this, you know, format. But uh, congrats to those guys, you know, not having to pay entry fees. 
um, you know, and not having to pay the $40,000 to fish the AAA FLW Pro Circuit. That's the watered-down version of the FLW Tour that we once knew. So uh, I'm glad those guys got out of there and uh, and get to go to, you know, MLF's marquee. Um, you know, I think when you get invited to that, you have no choice, right, if you're those guys, because, you know, Thrift didn't fish the Opens, Never has. Um, he's been an FLW guy through and through, a Costa guy through and through. And so I, I think, you know, he's got he's going to go that route. He got invited to the Elite Series last year and turned them down. Stayed with FLW. Um, it was a business decision. I think that uh, he had a lot of help with his entry fees over there, maybe even from, an, you know, um, parts unknown <laughs> but he uh you know i think he got some of his entry fees paid by the organization itself but uh he so he stayed you know and now he's there and uh i, I think that for him that's that's the that's the best choice for dudley i feel the same way you know dudley's been there the marquee flw guy for years and 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 so if mlflw is a thing now and it is um, and that is the top of that organization, then that's where he deserves to be. Uh, he does not deserve to be in the, you know, paying 40 grand, um, crazy losing sponsor world of uh, MLFLW pro circuit or whatever. He just doesn't. And so shout out to those guys. But there are a lot of other guys that are going to be in that circuit this year that don't deserve um, to have to deal with what they're dealing with either, but they have no choice. And uh, I've got some good friends. Also got some good friends that are leaving that haven't made announcements yet that are going to fish the Opens. The deadline is, uh, when you're listening to this, Monday, December 2nd, the deadline will be uh, right now. So recording this on Sunday night, but uh, just pretend it's Monday. Um, the deadline to sign up for the tour to get your deposits in is today. You know, We'll see. All I know is this. I'll say this. I'll make this bold statement right now. John Cox is going to win a lot of money next year. <laughs> hey, boy. Is John ever going to win a lot of money? A lot of money. There's still a lot of great fishermen going to fish FLW, but, man, he's probably going to be adding some trophies because John knows how to win. That is for Sure. Um, so, so those spots opened up on the Bass Pro Tour because why? Well, don't call it a comeback. Legends. That's why. Legends. I need you to understand that. I need you to understand why these two guys are going back to Birmingham, Alabama to BASS, to Bass. It's because they're legends. That's why. That's how they got back in the Elite Series, through a legends exemption that Bass carved out for them. You know, I've seen some back and forth. Some people are like, hey, man, shouldn't let them back in. Yeah, you do when you're Bass. Yeah, you let them back in because they made a mistake in leaving. They did. They made a mistake. But those guys made a career with Bass. They put Bass on the map. You know, they helped bass. These guys are characters, especially G. Um, Polinick is is truly like this um, represent, representation of what you can do from rags to riches, working your way through the ranks, through the Federation, all the way to freaking AOI on the Elite Series. Brandon Polinick is bass. He's a bass master. 
Gerald, it's all he's ever known. He did, you know, he got his first win on the FLW Tour in 98. He spent a lot of time at FLW. He loves the people at FLW. But Gerald is a Bassmaster. He is. And that's home for them. Being on weigh-in stages, having those winning moments. Polinick is a, is a high-risk, high-reward five-fish guy. The format did not suit him this year. He did well, but the format didn't suit him. He likes to throw big stuff. He likes to gamble. He likes to make long runs. He likes to do, you know, we've seen it in his victories. He's always coming up with something crazy to, to, to lead him to a win when he's won those elite series, and, and he's, a, he's a gambler. Um, Swindle is a absolute get-in-there, consistent-to-the-core five-fish guy. He may have four at 130, and then call four times before three. He's just that kind of guy, man. He, he's cut from that cloth, and and that five fish deal just suits him. It suits him. I, I think there are days that G gets as many bites as anybody on planet Earth, but I dare say there are a lot of days he's like Andy Morgan and some of the other guy. He gets six or seven, you know, in a day, which we saw Morgan win one on Chick, adjust well to that format this year. But I'm telling you, these guys are Bassmasters. Um I think the writing is on the wall. I will not put, I will not put words in their mouths, and I'm not. These are both really good friends of mine that I have talked to, but these are things we haven't talked about. Okay. Um, the writing's on the wall. Why would two major players leave? Why would they leave that if it's so great and it's so grand? Like you're being told by all the guys that you know don't matter, Fletcher. Um, if it's so amazing, then why why do they leave? Because they're cowards? No. And I and I've heard that somebody called these two guys cowards, and these two guys are are far from cowards. Okay, they're far from cowards. They care about this sport. They care about the people in this sport, and they're good people. They're really good people. Um, so I think the I think the writing is on the wall there. When you break a contract, they had two years in this contract, cost them fifty thousand dollars, from what I hear, <laughs> to get out of this contract. And they and, and they want it out, and they want it out bad enough to pay it, and they want it out bad enough to leave and to go back to Bass to go back home. And I think that says that everything over there is not freaking roses. And I know you're going to read all the comments about how great it is from so many guys that are definitely thinking that it's the greatest thing ever. But some of those guys had incredible years over there, and still nobody knows who they are. Nobody knew who they were before they got over there. And they had amazing years over there. And I don't think you heard anything else more about them than you did Last year, when they didn't have incredible years and they were on the elites or on the FLW Tour. So, I don't know, man. And then you see a guy like Swindle just kind of fade out. Guys like, uh, you know, Skeet Reese and, and Van Dam and some of these, these household names, just, you just didn't hear about them that much this year. You just didn't. And I think that's a, a big player. And these guys have built, you know, brands around themselves they are great ambassadors of the sport they are great at representing their sponsors and they didn't do that this year they didn't get to do that and I think that from a from a family standpoint I know that that they were frustrated and I think from a 
sponsor standpoint, a lot of sponsors are frustrated at, at the numbers and at what's actually happening, not what you're being told, but what's actually happening. And I know that there are a lot of anglers that didn't get to leave that would have left had it not been for $50,000 because I've talked to them. Okay. And they're going to, there when this contract's up, there will be some more leave and go other places. That will happen. Thousand percent. It's going to happen. Um, so the biggest thing I want to address in all of this before we get to this special guest is Fletcher Schrock's post about all this, about he'd rather be a, uh, oh, amongst the pack of wolves. And he had like this, he was throwing shade, you know, he had his mean mugging face on and his rain suit. Here's my problem with that. And, and said in, instead of among sheep or whatever, you know, first of all, he didn't requalify. He wasn't going to requalify for the Elite Series when he left to go to Bass Pro Tour, right? And he has called him an MLF a little bit on the show and, and stuff. Um, but in a world where Brandon Polinick and Gerald Swindle exist, I wouldn't be calling myself a wolf if I was Fletcher. Just my take on it, right? I never set the world on fire fishing tournaments. I never talked a bunch of crap about Gerald Swindle and Brandon Polinick for for doing something better for their family, for what they see as being better. And 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 Fletcher is a guy that I know was close with Gerald for a really long time. He lives there in Gunnersville now in the same freaking campground that Gerald lives in. Like, I just don't understand the post. Um, you came from Bass. You claim to be friends with a lot of guys. And I've seen people from MLF defending him saying he's humble. He's not. That post was not humble. There's nothing about that post that was humble. It was disrespectful. Um, but that kind of stuff, as I've exposed and as I've talked about on here, starts at the top, right? When the leadership acts like that guys like Fletcher think that that they're going to get a get a pat on the back for going after guys like Gerald Swindle and Brandon Polinick are you kidding me two of the not not throw fishing out two of the best guys I know okay so and 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 then attacking people in the comments like Mark Zona's kids who did comment and call him a clown which it was a clown comment but sending them DMs, I've, re- I've read this stuff. Just silly, dude. Like, you're coming off like a middle school kid that your girlfriend went to the dance with somebody else. Like, calm down. Sit down, be humble. That's, this is the sit down, be humble moment of low-budget life. Just chill out. Um, you know, I've, I've, I, and I have. I've read that about people saying he's humble. He's not humble. I got some texts right here on my phone that show he's not humble. Um. Let's see. So there was a sponsor that let him go this year. I won't name the sponsor. And I won't, I won't say who I got this from. You, you can leave this up to speculation, you know. Um, but he was cut based on his performance, his numbers, and the fact that he didn't do anything. This is what this sponsor told me, right? He didn't, didn't do anything that was perceived as valuable um, for a very small deal for a company. And, you know, he went on to say that he makes more, he pays in more in income tax than most people associated with this company, whether it be employees or pro staff make in a year. So that's humble right there, right? So, um, and went on to call him goons and some other things, um, just really handled himself in a professional manner. And 
Got to send our guest a text. But, you know, so this didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise me at all. Um, But it's like being a dude that plays Juco basketball calling LeBron a bum. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. And, Fletcher, I hope you win every tournament this year, buddy, and you can howl at the moon with the rest of the wolves. But there's some wolves over there. I'll give you that. But I don't know. Just that was so, like, classless, in my opinion, man. And um, I don't know. Um, It really doesn't even deserve to be talked about. But wolves versus sheep and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, sit down, dude. Sit down. You're, uh, you're, You're speaking out of turn in that situation. Big time, and you're acting like your bosses. Um, trust me, I know from experience. Just uh, calm down. And I don't know Fletcher, right? I don't know Fletcher. He and I have 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 spoke. We've texted before. Um, basic stuff. Uh, seemed like a nice guy at the time. But if this is any any indication of who he is or what he wants to be in life and whatever, then I don't think that we need to be friends or don't care to be. Right. Um, you know, we all get a little liquored up every now and then to make a stupid Facebook post regret, regret or an Instagram post, but a lot of people take those down. They don't keep bombarding the comments and fighting. So, uh, one other thing I saw in the comments somebody said that bass and the Bassmaster fans always just attack Major League Fishing, Major League Fishing. That's not true. That's not true at all. Um, in my opinion, it's not. And, I, and I'm not just waving the banner for bass. I mean, I, I think they're good and bad at every organization. But, um, but I, I, you know, that's not the case. Like, everything that Major League Fishing has done, they compare. And, and, like, if they hand you a sponsor deck, hey, check it out, sponsors. It compares to bass. They had a stupid social media post about their career earnings, average career earnings, compared to bass and, and FLW when they were still competing against even though all those earnings came from bass for 90% of the guys. Just stupid. Everything is compared to bass in every level. The business is created out of a vendetta. Like, it, it's it's dumb. So, for anybody associated with that to go, man, they're just beating up on us, man. Those mean old Bassmaster fans, get out of here. You savage freaking wrecked the organization, invite however many dudes from their field, and then you're like, man, they just talk about us so much. And then most of the guys that were Bassmaster guys that nobody would even kind of know their name if it wasn't for Bass and competing at Bassmaster now just talk immense crap about that organization like it's the devil it's just none of it makes sense at the end of the day it's freaking fishing and at the end of the day why in the hell do we have to all get in a pile and argue and cuss and fight over you're over there i'm over here i don't like you anymore why does it have to be like that if a guy's over there i don't dislike fishermen because they don't fish the same organization that i fish and there were a lot of friendships that got busted up this year because of this dumb crap. It's stupid. And posts like Fletcher's are, indica- are an indication of where we're at. Like, it's so stupid. And there were some MLF guys like, yeah, man, get out of here with that crap. It's stupid, dude. So stupid. You ain't a dang wolf. Dang. You ain't a dang wolf. All right. Here we go. Here we go. 
we're going to try this. Luke Trunkin. Darkness. Darkness, you got shadow. Darkness, ladies and gentlemen of the low budget live, not so live universe, Gerald freaking Swindle. <laughs> How about it? Doc? How about it? The one man band stands up and gives a standing over. The one man band. No, you a two man band now, cuz. <laughs> it's me and you and little baby Polly. It's uh, us three. It's us three. I don't know what we're gonna sing. I don't know what we're gonna play, but we we riding down the road together in this thing, I feel like. Hey. We taking it all. We we going we going worldwide <laughs> all the way from Arkansas to Pontotoc, Mississippi, baby. We taking this place. We may be fishing a three man walleye trail for it's over with, but by God, we're going to be doing it together. I ain't scared. I was convinced I might be fishing an Australian Open, but I was going somewhere. <laughs> Oh, you said, I see you got yourself a little old buck deer this morning. I did. Man. I did. And you know what? There was some I wrote I wrote it down. I even make notes on low budget live now, believe it or not, G. Uh <laughs> you believe that you believe that? Uh Woo. but but I wrote something down. You made a post this afternoon, dude, and it was so it was so perfect for me with everything that's been going on in my life and in this fishing world and in your life and in the fishing world. And you said mind medicine. That was your that was your dang caption. Yeah. And dude, that could not have been more perfect for everything that's going on. And that's when I'm sitting in a tree, that's what it is for me. I mean, it, it, it and so so explain that is is that that's always been your escape, right? It, it really is. And I think everybody has their out. Everybody has their vice. You know what it is. You know. There's people that do crazy stuff. You know, this is what I do to get away. This is some people golf. I, I, I understand it. Well, I don't, but if that's what you want to do, do it. <laughs> you know? But to me, there's something about being alone, sitting very calm and thinking, you know, and looking. And that's what I was trying to post a little bit about on Facebook was I'm not just looking for deer. I'm not listening for deer. I'm looking for the direction I need to head in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the answers. I'm looking for some understanding and that, you know, and it is truly mind medicine to me is to sit alone. Yeah. If oh. There's those moments like you had this morning where it all comes together and the hunt goes the way you want it and you take the deer of a lifetime and you celebrate. But a lot of times it's not about the hunt. No, that's not even the reason I'm setting the clock. Nope. I mean, people would think you crazy if you said, well, what are you going to do tomorrow? Well, I'm going to set my clock for four 30. I'm going <laughs> to get up. And I'm going to spray down and do all the steps. But I'm really just going to look for a few answers. That's right. That, and know, and if, that's I, a hard one to understand, especially when there's turmoil. You know what I mean? That's whether right. Whether it's a loss of loved one, a loss of two loved one, whether it's business, whether it's children, whether it's marriage, whatever it is, some men turn to the woods to be alone to try to get the most out of it. And I'm that guy. That's where I recharge. You know, you've been up here to the farm with me. It oh, ain't nothing yeah. fancy, but I just come to chill out. Well, and I think people hear that, and, and everybody knows you love to hunt. They follow around, along with everything you and Lulu do. Y'all are, y'all invest your whole falls into, you know, into killing big deer and chasing deer all over the place. But that's something that I've always think that people misunderstand about you a little bit, and and I'm the same way. As we are, we are big personality guys. We like to talk. We like to hug your neck. We like to 
get to know you. We like to cut up. We like to be silly on social media. But there, but but you and I both have our need to be by ourselves. That's what my wife says. She said you have a very serious side that most people never see. And that's right. She said you have the heart of gold. She said you got the temper of a demon. <laughs> Same here. That. And she said, you have the temper of a demon when something doesn't go your way as far as it could be the tractor, the bush hog. I can't find my trail cam car reader. I can't find my boots. She said, how can a guy go? She she said, I've seen you almost try to choke somebody out at Walmart for being rude to an old woman. And then come home and you show that much compassion to another human being. <laughs> and then you come home and you threw a pooling chainsaw across the road into the neighbor's yard and said, no one go get it or I will shoot you. <laughs> she said, how did your mind go that? I said, and what's weird is like when I'm at home, I'm a very private person. Me I too. enjoy like yep. I was swimming from Mossy Oak this fall and I was working on my cameraman's kayak and, you know, I'm just working away, and he's like talking to me when I'm working, and I ain't said a word. And he finally looked at me and said, I couldn't work with you very long. I said, what? He said, you don't talk at all when you work. Do you realize that? I said, no, that when I fish, I don't talk a lot. Mm-hmm. When I hunt, I don't talk a lot. When I think, I don't talk a lot. Now, there's times when I'm just like, hey, let's get it on. That's right. But there's something about that private time in a tree where you just close your eyes, you look into the sunset, and whether I'm trying to see what God has in store for my life or whether I'm just trying to sit there and say, hey, dumbass, take a little bit of time to be grateful for what you got. That's a fact. Quit living in in turmoil. You've been in, you you know, I feel like I've been asshole deep in alligators for a year. Or a year and a half, yeah, yeah. Right, definitely. You know, and that's what I tell about. I know that's not good language. I said, what are you doing? I'm asshole deep in alligators. That's right. Across the river butt naked. But, I try to say you're out of that. Breathe, breathe. Remember why you're living. And dude, I struggle with that. I wear a PMA bracelet every day, and it's not because I sell for a couple of bucks online. It's because I have to remember that, dude. Or I'm the guy that can go just the other way. No, oh, I, I and I, I'm, I, dude. I'm built. We're built a lot alike, and I think that's why we've always been able to. Well, to probably why we always got along. Yeah, and we've always we're, been. We're the kids yeah. eating boogers beside each other. Exactly. Like, hey, look at this. Like. Look at this. <laughs> That's that's me and you, and and always has been, and and uh, that's why, I, man, I'm I'm thrilled that you would want to come on here and talk to me about all this craziness. And you said turmoil, yeah, you, and I said that LBL exclusive right here. Uh, but you know, you said turmoil, and this was something I was rambling about before you got on here about. And we, I'm not going to go too much into this, and I, and you probably don't want to. And and that was this crazy post that, that Fletcher made this week and wolves and sheep and all this stuff. Man, I don't understand. I think where I'm struggling the most is take all the, the facts out of that, you know, statement is why, if we're all fortunate to get to make a living in this bass fishing world, right, like we are, and if that's what yep. you're getting to do and that's your dream, why disparage over where somebody's getting to do it at? That's what I don't understand. It doesn't affect you in any kind of way. So, and I and I do know why, and we, we all know why. It's it's you know kind of you know representing your home team, I guess, a little bit. But it's silly to me. So I don't know why we got to have so part, much damn turmoil. <laughs> I don't either. That's the part that I'm over. That having to pick, having to pick kind I, of I thing. I have a team. Yeah, I have a place where I want to play the game. Yep. I do. 
but I don't have a home team, and I'm not. I don't think any anger should be a pawn between. Well, we got this guy. We don't have that guy. Hey, dude, fish where your heart's at. In my heart, is that bass? That's right. My heart never left bass. That's what I'm used to. Hey, I wasn't great at it when I was there, but that's what I got comfortable at. And let me tell you something. You can date an old girl for seven, eight years, and you get to the day, one day you sitting there at the gas station ordering an egg sandwich and she farts. You're like, you know what? I'm tired of your old butt. I'm putting you on the road. <laughs> that's exactly right. I'm done with you. I'm going to try something new. That's right. That girl over there winked at me. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Well, you date her about six months. She stutters and drinks coffee and has bad breath, and you think she's going to kiss good, and she's like licking a lizard. And all of a sudden, you're like, God, I miss that old gal back here at the gas station. That's where my heart is. You I understand. Can't, you, can't, you can't really dictate what where you're comfortable. You think you can, and and I have to just kind of be where I want to be. I, I want to fish the least, man. I want, I want to be around the fans. I want to be, soulfully, I want to be happy. Because everything we've ever done on the water, we always strive to say, let's keep it fun. Let's keep this be happy. Absolutely. That's where I'm at. So I don't understand, you know, <clears throat> and I knew people say that the leagues, ML, MLF, not bass, MLF has divided the fan base or divided the organizations or divided. I don't understand the hatred. And I don't know why it has to be that bad. And, hey, I get it, man. If people are mad at me, that's fine. That's fine. If you need to say something negative, I get it, too. But, you know, if you dislike somebody for where they're happy, then you're probably not a really good friend to them. I totally agree. Totally agree with that. And and my wife was worried. She said, you know, I'm afraid that that there's people are going to be upset with us. I was like, if it's what's best for you, if you call me tomorrow and you've worked for TH for a long time and you do a great job with it, you call me tomorrow and you said, hey, I'm going to work up here for Big Apple Farms and Big Booty Jeans. <laughs> Luke, I'm happy for you, man. Yeah. I'm going to miss you. It's going to suck because I don't have you been around me. But if it's what's best for you, it shouldn't divide our friendship. That's right. So I'm a little bit perplexed with that, but I'm a big boy. You can take I it. Dec- I made the decision to do to fish MLF, and then I had to realize maybe this ain't where my heart wants to be. It doesn't say anything about anything besides what I want. And, and what I want to do is fish where I'm happy, have the opportunity to mentor my nephew some through the opens, try to show him a little bit of what I've done. Hey, he might not make it. He might. I don't know. But I kind of want to be there to, to do it. But I, I'm too old to be unhappy like that yeah well i would say knowing you like i know you i felt like this year and and leanne and i have talked about this too um you were definitely unhappy at times man oh god yeah i I mean when i would talk to you i was like geez you know g's not happy i mean i can just tell and it's not what i it's not what i thought i felt like an alabama field goal (laughs) kick i mean i just didn't have a home (laughs) you know (laughs) Hey, speaking of that, how's the damn number one team in the country? He's got five-star recruits. Why can't he get somebody to kick a football? Son, let me tell you <laughs> There was that one time last night that I got up in the farmhouse and started stretching my hamstrings out. I took my house <laughs> slippers and tied the toe up because I kicked field goals back in the day. And I'm thinking, surely to God, I could still poop one in there. And here's where I'm at. I'm not a negative person, but when they said, 
they're out comes the field goal team. They're going to tie it up. I turned it off. Because <laughs> you knew. I was positive he was going to miss it. Because <laughs> we've missed him for the last six years. It, it, we had Papa Rocco Pizza, the guy last year. <laughs> hey, if he parked like he kicks, he ain't never got an in <laughs> Never. <laughs> and then we got this dude this year, and he's hot or cold. He's, he's getting more irons than most good golfers have. Oh, and I'm man. like, dude, it's just one of them deals. How can you have that many great athletes? And I'm not down on the kid because that's a tough job. No, that's a tough that job in a tough job. environment. You know, you signed up for it. Let's get it in there. So put it. That's in there. where I'm at. So that's kind of how I felt this year. That there was times, dude, when I just wasn't happy. That's not on anybody but me, Luke. You know, what I, I get I, it. And and sometimes you got to put your big boy pants on and say, "Hey, I made this decision." And say, hey, I was wrong. I was wrong. Yep. It's not where my heart wants to be. You can't control where you want to be, where you feel like you need to be. Uh, did I have some sponsors that was unhappy? Absolutely. You know, did they influence anything to Bass? Absolutely not. Because right. Because it was the position that was taken at, at Bass. And there's something that needs to be said about that. And, and we talked about it before uh, with a couple other internal people is, when I spoke with Bass about this, they said this: you you earned a legend status. We're considering offering this. We did a non-disclosure. I said perfect. So we won't get into all that. But I said one of the things I made very clear to Chase and Bruce is if this position means if I accept it that someone that's in has to step out, then I don't want it. Right. Because that's not fair. But I said, if the it, and it's always been written in there, we could do have an exemption for uh, legend status. You right. get a point for over a million dollars, a point for every AOR classic. So I had three points. Uh, I said, dude, but if it is a position that's going to be offered and it's an additional spot, then yes, I'll take it. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to mistreat anybody. I don't want to shortcome anybody. But it, provided I have the opportunity now, am I excited? You got that right. Absolutely. I, you got that right because. I like fishing that way. You know, I like a five bass limit. Uh, we were joking about that the other day. I said, we got some great companies that make great equipment. You know, I'm running a Phoenix now. I, I can't tell oh, you yeah. a Phoenix. You know, I can't ever tell you. A Phoenix has got a great line. Well, I don't know that personally, <laughs> but I've had a lot of people tell me about it. You know, and Big Fish Bobby Lane don't weigh in no dead ones. So I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure this Phoenix live well is going to be good. TH makes a lot of great products. So, I think conservation and, and being able to keep five bass alive, but that's that's not even a thing to worry about. No, and, and a lot of that a lot of things get thrown around with that, you know, the catch way and release format, which I think is a great format, right? But I do, still at the same time, we're not a bunch of rednecks. We're a, we're a bunch of rednecks, but we're not a bunch of rednecks <laughs> killing them and having I fish fries. Camo house slippers. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I just just to let you know, I'm drinking out of a pink. Big old like Yeti cup that's got uh, bass bucks and birds on it. It's the triple B. <laughs> triple B. I'm wearing ca- I'm wearing camo shoes and some black M1 uh, Michael Jordan jumping pants <laughs> and a sleeveless t-shirt. So I will stand and correct you. I am a redneck, I, but but we ain't catch- killing them. <laughs> right, the catch and release thing is miles from where we used to be. Fisheries are the best fisheries. they've ever been. So that's out of the question. Yeah. Uh, a- am I? 
Am I kind of a sucker for that big blast off, that adrenaline? Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean any format's right or wrong. That's the format I prefer. That's right. That's tomato, right. Tomato, tomato. Some people hey, Some people like uh, like like hummus. Some people don't. <laughs> some yeah. some be, some people aren't. You know, wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've been beat by a guy wearing. Skinny. You did. You did get beat by a guy wearing skinny jeans. Who I, who yeah. I really think a lot of. I, I do too. So I think, <laughs> but you know, some of the stuff that I've noticed through that, and I and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna give a shout out, props to somebody like, you know, uh, somebody that I think the world of, and he's always known as being cutting up. But you, when you read his post and how he stood on this, is James Watson. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because Absolutely, man. Friends are friends. That's right. To do to wish you the best, and, and and I respect that man because it, it it wasn't a win or lose to me and him. We're still friends. Absolutely. And James you know. is doing his thing, doing well over there, and and uh, doing the general tire coffee talk and all that stuff. And he's he he excels over there with his personality, and that's fine. And James and I had James on the the dreaded episode that made MLF so mad at me. Um, that I had James on here, and James and I talked afterwards, and I said, hey, man, I'm sorry if I got you in any kind of, you know, whatever. And James is like, everybody just needs to calm down, <laughs> you know? He's like, yeah, you can have a damn opinion, and it'd be okay. It's America, you know? It's, like it's crazy. It's kind of sent you by, by that, yeah. uh, Tom McDonald. <laughs> yes. It's political correctness. It's, yes. it's gonna be a, is it going to become a point in time when just telling the truth is illegal? Yeah. Man, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> having an opinion doesn't mean that you don't like the other guy. You, you like Tennessee. I like Alabama, but it don't mean I need to go burn your she shed down. No, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's what we like, and that part I struggle with. And outdoors went across the uh, the board, Luke, because what I see is people going, to, they're going on a hunting page, and they'll post, yes. hey, I shot a deer." You should have let him live seven nah. years, six days, forty-two maple leaves, and a couple of bites of protein, and he would have been a really nice one in eleven years. Mm-hmm. You know what? Bite it. Yep. Suck a fat man's foot. Yep. If a dude kills a deer and it makes you happy, celebrate. I, I said that today. To be a brotherhood. You know what I mean? It's not my that, that the trophy isn't what you see, Luke. If That's it, right. If the deer you kill today makes you happy, kill them all. That's right. That's right. Well, you and, know, but to, for me to judge you as an outdoorsman, that's wrong. Well, so we on the same team. That's 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 what I'm getting at with all the turmoil, and I know you are too. Is that's what stinks about this? Is we don't have to pick sides. I said this last year, in some of the podcasts before I, you know, people started <laughs> listening as much as they do now, and I and I encourage people to go back and listen to those. But when MLF came out, I said, "Look, man, for the fans, this is." You're going to have FLW Live to watch, Bassmaster Live, and MLF Live to watch this year. you got more bass fishing you can shake a damn stick at. Don't be mad. Be happy. Don't, you know? Be happy. Be happy. There's there's things that I missed, and and ironically enough, when it was all said and done, Lee and I was sitting there talking, I said, you know what I really, really miss? I miss the fans. Mm-hmm. I miss that moment where – all those days of fishing in 100-degree heat and all that stress and pressure and lack of sleep that you roll through that Coliseum and it's packed wall-to-wall and they're high-fiving and cheering 
I miss that because that's the moment that says it's all worth it. Yeah. Kind of like when you was playing the guitar, that one moment on stage yeah. when it all comes together, you're like, well, shit, this ain't that bad. No, it, it erases you know? all the bad days immediately. That That's my eraser, is that crowd, that crowd. It's like you have a bad day, you get on that bad stage, and that place is packed. They reach up their trip, take that dry eraser, he can just wipe that bad day mm-hmm. out, and I start over again tomorrow. Some people may have a hard time understanding that. That's work. That's I'm like, I kind of miss that, you know? Well, and you, that. you made your living, too, uh, being great on stage and, and entertaining. Even if you, if you had a great day, if you had a bad day, entertaining the fan base. And the fans over there and the fans of the sport miss that part of Bass, without a doubt, you know? And I know you, won't, you don't give yourself any credit at all, ever, but... but Dude, you well, you we were bringing that back, darkness. Shadows is bringing that back. We going back to the stage. We going back to the stage, darkness. Back to the stage. Why? You know, that was my way of venting. That was my way. Yes. Nicely saying, I really suck today. Yeah. I mean, I could be a little worse than Alabama field goal kicker. Maybe not. <laughs> I might be stretching it because I did catch a limit, but I did. They were just small. I think that's the way I dealt with uh, maybe what I consider failure. Do you, and it was that medicine. You know what I mean? It's just medicine. Well, do you think, and you're a huge sports guy and you're a huge concert guy, and, and you and I, like I say, we've got a lot in common in that. And I've said this on here many times, way before the last few episodes, too. Something that that I feel like missed the mark and I feel like you'll agree with me at the Bass Pro Tour that really frustrated me is Edwin Evers, you just won $300,000. Congratulations. You know, in his boat, and you don't get to share that women winning moment with fans because right. when you're at a concert and a guy plays, Eric Church plays these boots, and you take your damn boots off and you hold them in the sky, and you're at the yep. Jordan Hare Stadium when that kicker misses that, you're in that moment and you feel like you're a part you of never, it. You never forget it. Never, never forget, forget it. it. I'll, never, I'll never forget. I have moments in my fishing career that will never be erased that when the, when the chips are down, and trust me, there's many, many days when I think about just walk away from it. Mm-hmm. But I can't. My heart is in the water. My heart is in the woods. I can't outgrow it. And I said, so those days that say walk away from it are erased by the days where I stood there at uh, Malax and my wife stood against that truck and looked upon me and watched me go up there and hold that trophy. I knew at that moment it's all okay, man. It's mm-hmm. all, it, it, it's the fans are screaming. It's that moment. I will never, ever forget how that felt. You know, ever. It, it, that, that is the fuel. That is the heroin that you choose. If you're going to, if you're going to free base something, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You give know, me a dose. That, of that moment. Give me that dose every morning. And so I think what you do is, is you, you now every day I fish, Luke, I'm looking for that same high. Now, I'm not saying they're not eventually going to get to it in another world, but it ain't there now. Right, now, I right. Didn't, I didn't win any. I didn't threaten to win any. But that that moment when all comes together, whether it's on a classic stage in the Super 6, whether it's an AOI uh-huh. or whether it's a Top 100, you standing there, you know, whatever it is, those are the moments 
that you live for, that you lay in the bed at night and go, it was worth it. Fishing with, you know, tennis elbow, golfer's elbow, torn shoulder. That's what it's all about. It's called being a gamer. No, I'm watching that game last night, and I made a comment to Leanne. I said, I'm watching Jalen Waddle play last night, and I'm watching Najee uh, Harris. The game was Luke. Yeah. They walk in that stadium, they feel that adrenaline, and they feed off mm-hmm. of them. And I think as you grow a little older in the sport, when you're BP's age, Hunter Strzok's age, the young guys, that adrenaline stays there a lot more. When you get up in your 40s, it's you start looking for the gamer. That game day is when, when everything's hitting, when every sensor you have. And that's hard to explain to somebody. Are you watching guys last night? I said they're gamers. The more the people get into it, the better they do, the better they can do. I was really missing that atmosphere to be a gamer. I, I may not ever catch another one. I may zero every day on an elite shoot. I may never weigh in another bass. But I'm looking forward to playing in that field to feel that game day environment, to feel that electricity, to know what it's like, to race side by side a bunch of guys down the river at Palatka and see if that Phoenix can outrun run about. Hey, I'm a kid and I'm a redneck. And I you, will pass your ass if I can. And you got a new toy to do it in, so I know yeah, you're going to be I mean, trying to figure that out. I, I, that's tournament fishing. That's all I've ever done. I know. You know what I mean, like, and I get there this year, and we don't have them takeoffs. There's no really big races. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm like a kid. Somebody took my volleyball net down, and I just got two fence posts in the yard. I'm like, what am I going to do with two fence posts? I can't hit the volleyball, so. Hey, everybody's got their own medicine. I'm Get happy it. to be back. I'm ha- I'm truly happy to be back uh, and have this opportunity that I've had. I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing the fans, you know, and going out there and doing what I can. Like I said, there's no guarantee. My zero in every event. But as my granddaddy said, I'm 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 coming out with blood in one eye and shit in the other. I'm ready. <laughs> You gonna swing? You gonna swing? Is that politically correct on a podcast? Here's here's the thing, G. Uh, If anything over the last few weeks has been proven to me is that uh, this podcast is not politically correct. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you know I've listened to your podcast. uh, You know, and and like you said, it's opinions. Now you have some opinions based on some strict facts. Yeah, but. That's your opinion. You know, I just think people have to understand that. I, I think if I ever, I'm just telling you, one of these days, Luke, I'm going to sit down and write a book. I'm actually going to write two books. The first one's going to be called, I know I'm on a chapter, It's going to be, the name of the book is going to be called A Whole Lot of Want It. Every chapter, each chapter is going to have a title of a song in it. And that's what that chapter is going to be about. I mean, oh, I've yeah. got them laid out all the way from Eric Church to uh, uh, you make uh, like his one song, uh, "You Make It Look So Easy." Yeah, all the way down to holding my own. Every chapter has a, a song title. The second book gonna be called "Egos, Logos, and Psychos." <laughs> uh, I'm writing that so, down so you don't forget it. Egos, well, logos, and psychos. <laughs> I've been working on that one for a while, you know, but I think, uh, I really think in the big scheme of things, Luke, I don't think, I feel like I was working at a job and I almost got the house built and I left. And all I want to do is finish a little business. 
I just feel like personally, I feel like I left a tree stand hung incorrectly. I feel like I didn't quite finish planting a green field right. And a little bit of me wants to go back and right or wrong. You need you need that classic, buddy. That's you got that, dreams. That's you, it. You got dreams, you know, and that's I want it. I want a classic stage. I want a classic stage. I would love to have that title. You know, I just want to go back and have a chance to finish what I was doing. Don't wish anybody any bad luck anyway. Wish everybody to be successful. Hope Santa Claus comes down the chimney with everybody <laughs> but a big old stocking full of whatever they want. Sex, toys, to robots. I don't care. <laughs> Ned. I just want to fish, man. <laughs> Ned I, rigs I to Nintendos. Hey, I thought I got the gas station. They're stealing everything up here in Walker County. I said, I got a solution on all these meth heads for Christmas. Let's give them all some meth. <laughs> and then hand them my weed eater. And then they can finish blowing the leaves and weed eaters and give it back to me and go home. They got meth. I got my grass cut. It's a fair trade. I do feel, I like this idea. <laughs> you see where I'm going? Yes. You just can't take my saw home with you. But if you want to get high and <laughs> loads of wood, then you do it. Come on, get to splitting that wood, boy. Here's you some meth. <laughs> get you a hit of this. <laughs> You'll be splitting wood like nobody's business. <laughs> All right, that's sorry. I apologize. I apologize for that. But listen, in in fairness, that's a pretty good business model, I feel like. That's what I thought. My wife said, please don't ever say that. I said, I'm just... Tell Leanne I apologize for any backlash after you and I got on low-budget life. You a house framer, you need some block laid. Hey, man. (laughs) I got a little crack. Put some mortar in them cracks. We'll make a deal. <laughs> just don't steal my concrete. Yeah, paper. just don't steal it after you go. Just don't, yeah, don't steal mean, it. Don't come back. I, you can use it if you see, need to. <laughs> and people wonder why in my mind I have to sit alone because I think mind medicine. Because like I sit alone and I look at the Dollar General at Walker County and I've seen <laughs> three chairs set out by the Coke machine that they've got out of about one dollar set. And I now realize there's a smoking section at the Dollar General, but it's only for the employees who don't work while you're in line. I've never seen nothing like it. You ain't you. You need to come to the Lawrence County, Tennessee Dollar General right up the, the road from the Low Budget Life Studios. It's about the same. Hey, if you wear a bra in our Dollar General, they'll call you high society, and you're overdressed. They'll look at you like skank. Do you think you're better than us? You wear your bra. No, just didn't want my shopping cart to get on my nipple. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's what I think when I go into Dollar General. And if I have to pass them Christmas tree cakes, I can't do it, dude. No. I'm going to tell you, that is the downfall of me right there is a Christmas tree cake. Me too. Me and they put too. it in a wrapper where Chris Angel could not get it out of there without scaring off at least three deer. You can't. And he can make an elephant disappear in Vegas. But he can't get that Christmas tree crake out of that wrapper before that butt butt runs out of that pile of corn over there. Because it sounds like you're running in aluminum pool. 
I'm like, well, there you go. Do you think it's because it's 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 like being on a in a movie theater and you start eating like popcorn's the loudest snack in the world, right? And I think, damn, is that as loud to everybody else in here as it is to me <laughs> when I'm chewing it? But when I'm in the woods and it's quiet and I go to open just a piece of gum or something, I feel like I might as well be banging pots and pans together. I wonder if it's really like, that bad. I feel like there's a squirrel wearing aluminum foil <laughs> shoes running up and down yes. a big long natal pine just. <laughs> And yes. I'm like, well, it's pretty much over. I have announced my presence. <laughs> they know where I'm at. I'm going to move on. And let me tell you something. I have I have carried my snack, my Christmas tree cake, and I cradled it, and I was proud of it. <laughs> I had no idea. I had sat on it at some time. Oh, and I waited for the last second, like when you're done, got nauseated, you're so hungry. <laughs> And it looked like that episode where Rick James, it just looked like wadded up cocaine. And I'm like, I'm going to snort this Christmas tree cake, but I'm eating it. It was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. I had a sugar buzz. I had a sugar boogers, but I had to eat. I'm like, some of that thing. And it'll just fall apart on you. I bet that green glitter, the green glitter they put on, it's hard to get it in your nostril. I'm telling you, I got to the store and they're looking at me like, boy, this guy right here is jacked up. I go out there and I got Christmas tree cake in my beard, <laughs> in my face. I'm like, that's good stuff right there. So uh, uh, you do know man. that me and you and Darian, now we might want to go ahead and tell folks, we're fam- we're going to film it. You know, we did we did the first ever Christmas tree parade with the Shrock Brothers. Yes. So that's out. That's so now we're going well, so we're going to do the second annual. It's going to be me and you and look like Darren if we get somebody running the camera. So y'all stand by for Christmas. It's happening. It's coming out. Now, you got to have a costume. Everybody's got to have oh, a Oh, I'll costume. have a costume, buddy. I mean, like, we need a Santa. I think Darian should be the elf. Oh, he'll, whatever, whatever the, uh, and this is politically incorrect, but whatever the gayest thing is we can have, that's what we need Darian to be. Okay, he's going to be elf on a shelf. <laughs> elf on a shelf. Yeah, the, he's just going to sit on the back seat and not not do nothing, just sit there with his feet curled up. <laughs> and I want to be Santa on crack, like a skinny Santa. It's bad. No, Santa. you're you're bad Santa. You're like Billy Santa. Bob Thornton Santa. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know what I'm going to be yet. I don't know you're yet. Gonna a, you're going to be a broke horn reindeer. Just have probably a rack. <laughs> just that and that uh, got hung in the fence when he's in velvet. Yeah, got hit by an old, got hit by a little Camry coming out of church. Yeah. You limp through a barbed wire fence, throw off half your rack, and you've been drugged down with gangrene and syphilis. But other than that, you're doing good. We're here. I'm at the corn pile. <laughs> I'm Just at, don't shoot me. I'm at G's corn pile, his you bait site. Man, I'm That's glad happening. you had me on. I'm glad, really glad you took time to have me on ALBL. Well, I'm glad you – really this is your first time – Doing this as long as we've talked about it. I've got to get over there, and we've got to treat the people to, to a low-budget live. Yeah, we got to do it from the farm or we the do. barn. We do. we got to do it from the farm or the barn, one or the other. Bama, Bama can work security, my little yes. dog. He's, I know his name is Bama. Glad we yes. didn't call him Phil Go because he would never get to the house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He'd never find his way. I had to throw him one more of them jokes. I mean, I'm You kidding. have to. You have to throw him in where you can. So uh, get in where you fit in is what I say. Hey, son. Hey, you gonna fight or hold the light? Get in where you fit in. So. That's right. That's, you got it. Well, y'all get ready. There's a parade coming. It's coming. Me and Luke Duncan and Darren will be in it. Uh, if Hannah runs the camera, it should be a great show. Well, we may have Hannah in it. We'll, we'll, we'll have Hannah in it. We'll, we'll put her in some yoga pants. She's gonna be naughty Santa's helper. <laughs> 
That might get our ratings up where we need to be. Uh, we've been, that'll get, uh, you know, I talk on here all the time about them thirst traps on Instagram, and you have too. You talk about it on Instagram, them girls that check them trail cameras with the butt hanging out, which I ain't never all been able to do, I, you know. All I want to know is what state is that leasing in, because I'm going to lease me some ground up where they ain't got no chiggers. Because where <laughs> exactly. I hunt, you go in the woods with them cootie cutters on, <laughs> You're going to need to add your scissor hands to scratch all them cooties. That's exactly you right. That's you all I think about. nobody where I'm at. That's what, exactly right. You you covered up and then some. Two pair of britches, now, three pair of socks. How come, how come when I check my trail cameras and see my own self bending over, it don't look near sexy? No. No, I look like Bigfoot is leaned on the tree to take a poop. Yes. And all them got that sexy bent over pose. Yeah. I ain't got that down yet, them thirst traps. But we need some thirst traps on LBL, I think. I keep trying to get Marissa to be on here more, but she ain't all about that thirst trap life, so we're gonna have to, we may have to move on to Hannah. I don't no. know. Lulu says she's out on them. She Lulu's says, no, out. I'm not going to be one of them Instagram girls. That's fine. I, I like I it. I told her. I said, hey, baby, our numbers are down. We need to you know, go ahead and shoot, <laughs> shoot a both with a bra off or something. She said, you smoke crack. I ain't doing nothing. She said, we got to get them likes up, girl. Come on. got to get them likes up. So Daddy needs them likes. Stay tuned. But stay I do want to take a second to all the listeners of Low Budget Live. If you're a fan of bass fishing, you're a fan of mine, I want to say thank you. The, the response I have had, Luke, from going, making the two decisions, and by the way, I'm probably in the record book, me and BP, because those are the highest two fines ever paid by bass fishermen <laughs> in the world. No doubt. Mark that, mark that down. Yes. That'll never be done again. So yes. it's not about the angler. It's about the fine. I paid them. I'm out. I'm moving on. Thanks to the fans for being so supportive. And I daggum well look forward to seeing everybody out there on the water at the first Elite Series, even at the Classic. So I'll be... Y'all coming to Birmingham to watch a classic? I'll be working the T eight booth. That's right. I'll be working the Toyota Tundra booth. So I'm gonna be over in my Tundra sport around. I'll be doing everything in the fisherman's world. I'm gonna leave you with this. We have a motto. It's called "Be a hoe or be pole." That's right. You have it. That's I'm right. Be working for somebody. <laughs> you're gonna be working for somebody. G, you got you're it. the man as always, my brother. Man, I appreciate you having me on, but Absolutely, I really do. Dude. Uh, uh, and great deer today. I'm going to try it a little bit again tomorrow. If I get one, I'll send you a picture. All right. Send me a dirty picture. I appreciate it, G. Tell Lulu I said hey and pet Bama for me. You got it, man. See you. Right. See you. All right. There you have it. From the from the, from the the lips of, of angels right there. Gerald Swindle. It's a good man right there. That's a dang good man. Dang good man. That was good stuff. It's good stuff. G uh, G makes me laugh, and a lot of people are like, you know, is he like that all the time? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. We laugh. We're stupid. We laugh. We. Uh, it's a good time with uh, with G. His lovely wife Leanne. She's a she's a saint of a human being. We're both very lucky in in life uh, when it comes to them women. Very lucky. So, uh, thanks to Swindle. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to you guys. Um, keep listening. Keep commenting. Keep emailing. Low Budget Live, the number one, Low Budget Live one at gmail.com. Send in your questions. I'm trying to get caught up. I'm still behind. But shoot me some uh, emails on there. DM me on Instagram. 
Make sure you're following along. Make sure you're subscribed. If you like the podcast, make sure you're subscribed to this. I really appreciate that. And there are a lot, you know, we hit 3,500 this week. It means a lot to me. And I see the comments, hey, man, just found you. Hey, man, just found you. Hey, man, just found you. If you like this, there's going to be, you know, weekly low-budget lives. We've got the traveling circus coming back in January. Lots of fishing. Lots of fishing coming. Um, Lots of stuff I'm going to be sharing with you guys in 2020. So cannot wait. First episode is going to drop that first week of January. Um up from Minnesota, the traveling circus, it's coming. So thank you. Make sure, uh, make sure to tell your friends, tell your mama and them, um, hug your mama, always hug your mama. And just thank you. Thank you. I always say that, but uh, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Um, just thanks. Thanks. Um, this is this is fun, and like I tell each and every one of you all the time, as long as you're listening, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep reaching out to people, great people like Gerald Swindle, like Brandon Polinick. Going to try to get Polinick on for next week um, for his side of things, for his side of things. But uh, for now, have a great week. Have an awesome, awesome week on me. Uh, I'm going to leave you with my song. A lot of you ask about that. My song, Biloxi Blues from the album 64. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. Um, crank it up. Crank it up and listen to it. Thank you all so much. I never could make it last. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.